Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man. Also doesn't pay as well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, I just probably wouldn't do it. Okay? I probably wouldn't, but I do get tired of seeing what's happening with this country. And if it got so bad, I would never want to rule it out totally because I really am tired of seeing what's happening with this country, how we're, how we're really making other people live like kings and we're not. Well, I don't know. I think I'd win. I tell you what, I wouldn't go in to lose. I've never gone into losing my life. And, and if I did decide to do it, I think I'd be inclined, I, w I would say that I would have a hell of a chance of winning, because I think people, I don't know how your audience feels, but I think people are tired of seeing the United States ripped off. And I can't promise you everything, but I can tell you one thing, this country would make one hell of a lot of money from those people that for 25 years have taken advantage. It wouldn't be the way it's been, believe me. This is gonna be our fourth. Yeah, we've done so many. Sam Tripoli does seven podcasts a week. That's one per day. And he takes three days off a week. That means he fits seven into four days. And you're complaining about the three 20-minute podcasts we did this week? Dude, I just don't want my video. What's the big deal? The big deal? Yell at Mikey for not having a webcam. Yell at Adam for not having a webcam. Listen, Mikey isn't the co-host of this ship, okay? Tell him, you are. Get him. You are. I gotta be. A, I gotta make you the example, okay? And the rest of them will get in line. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of behind the scenes here. This is the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, and we're not perfect, okay? Me and Jameson P. We argue, and you're gonna get a little taste of that in this intro. Jameson P. Tell the listeners why you assembled us today. Hey, Mr. Pete, tell him why you're mad. Hello? Yeah, Jay, I asked you a question. What's going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> How do I'm, we... I'm getting my camera ready for you because you're such a big bitch. <laughs> you're going to have to restart this one. <laughs> that, was a perfect re that was a perfect intro. We were arguing. It was great. No, we're fine. I'll just edit around it. Are we recording? Yeah, we're We've live. been recording. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy emergency podcast special. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Jameson P., kicking and screaming as I'm dragging him along. But today was different. Today he called me. He says, Mark, we've got an emergency podcast we need to do. So tell me, Jay, why do we need to do an emergency podcast today? Because there's a live PSYOP. As you talked about it last night, I had nothing nothing to say. I had no idea what we were talking about. And now I witness it with my own eyes, dude. My eyes behind these glasses. 
So you're so you're telling me that it was almost like a matrix moment. Like last night, you're like, I don't get it, Mark. And then this morning, you wake up and all the ones and zeros are flooding in, and you're like, Oh, I see the psyops. <laughs> Quite. And I still don't know anything about alien psyops. That's all. What else? I don't know. So- all right. So what we have going on right now is what I think an FBI CIA psyop CIA FBI psyop going on we have mainstream media that's how you know it's a problem we've got mainstream media coming out with a article saying the FBI has gotten intel they have some sort of reason to believe that there are going to be uh, 50 armed this is quote from the article 50 armed protests in all 50 states i think on january 16th or january 18th something like that mainstream media that's how you know it's a problem dude they say armed protests are going to be happening the fbi has has reason to believe this is happening and i think dude people are saying that we're going to be in a civil war. Yeah, right, dude. We're freaking in the civil war happening before our eyes. It's it's like a secret civil war that's going on right now. And I think this latest pushback is now like one they got. The first one was like communications. Boom. They got it covered. These companies are taking people down. Oh, they're taking down the third party platforms. You try to go on these third-party flat platforms, you can't even access their websites. They could be getting DDoS for all we know, dude. So, boom, they got the communication down. They got it covered. No one's communicating to each other. Who knows if there's a protest? You know there's going to be idiots with guns out there who are going to buy this and be like, oh, there's a protest going on. I'm going to need to go, dude. I mean, like, I I think January 6th, they wanted people there because, you know, all the reports coming out with the uh, that there was special forces there, dude. So I think that they wanted people there. They wanted to get people into the Capitol so they could cover that up. But dude, they got officers like, now under investigation. I think for that for the DC. I think the sixth was one side push, and now we got this fake protest BS push from the other side. Dude, they're already starting the terrorism stuff. You got 50 capitals, all protesters armed at the same time. People are going to freak even harder, dude. They're going to take our freedom of speech. They're going to take our freaking freedom to arm, dude. They're not going to take my gun. I'm freaking out. So even if this podcast goes out to 10 people in the United States, they will hopefully tell 10 more people to not listen to them, to not go to this oh, until people, we have, people. until we get our communications back. We need a solid stream of communication on one side. Yeah. And until the blackout is over, I need a steady stream of marijuana. So please send all of your free marijuana. <laughs> to um, I think that. My prediction about a civil war is coming true. Yeah, they like gaslit the right. They gaslit the whole right into like this this situation where now like the right's gonna lash out, and then they keep feeding them all this crap to make them lash out more. And it's like, 
I remember reading this thing about the CIA. They were talking about the KGB. I know you read this too, Jay, like the KGB operation that was going on where they wanted to dissuade and and demoralize Americans, stuff like that. One of the steps to that was they said they would know they succeeded when you just, you, you can't tell what's going on anymore. And we're at that point. They're just feeding narratives now. And like, it's not like they're just feeding left narratives. They're feeding overblown right narratives to get these people who wouldn't normally go out there, out there. Yeah. No, I think that that's a great point, Mikey. I think what we're dealing with right now is, uh, is exactly a psyop, but not just any psyop, maybe like a layered cake of psyops. And uh, half the country's been told that they're allergic to one part of the cake, and then the other part of the country's allergic to the other part of the cake. Dude, it's like they've gotten us into this perfect pickle where one side is calling the other side a terrorist, and it's vice versa. And it's like, where do you go from there when everyone's pointing the finger and saying terrorist, dude, domestic terrorism? That's, I don't know. I don't know if there's a solution to this or if we just sit back and or go along for the ride here i don't know my me personally i feel like a lot of this is all too eerily similar to crap we've been told for like four years was gonna happen so it's like are we really surprised that we're here when they've literally just been straight up telling us we're gonna get to this point and they want this point to happen well now we got it when i think about it dude it's insane like uh, this is exactly what they were talking about. And now people are saying if it comes true, there's going to be what? What did you send me today, Mikey? Ten senators, a hun- hundred House of Reps, and then they're going to do another election in March? You think the 68 million people, because I think that is the correct number, of people who voted for Joe Biden, you think those 60 million people are going to take that lightly, dude? That, of course not. Uh, and it has then- to be something that, like, sets them sets them to not want to support what they're supporting now. yeah and it's going to be exactly what that one guy said it's going to be a, it has to be at this point there's, there's no other it's going to be a public arrest of somebody large that's the only thing that's going to save this whole thing is by publicly arresting somebody that is maybe behind or under me in the zoom call to me i don't know where he is for other people but he's in the zoom call i see his face dude they're gonna have to arrest mm. him that's the only way they need to arrest somebody that has something that's so toxic that you can't touch it, like associated with them. So that way they represent it and you can't support them because then you'll you'll just like. For those you know of you mean? not watching the Patreon, Jay is referring to the fact that Chris is using Biden as his Zoom default picture. Jay, you can't make references to things that you can't see if you're sorry, Mark. Audio. People you never know. The first arrest could be. The first arrest could be anybody, you know. What if it's the Pope? A lot of people say it could be the Pope, you know. Like, yeah, but what does that do for for us? Like, that's just it opens up the child trafficking because his charges are are child trafficking or fraud. They say so. So you think they that's did how that, they're going to connect it? Well, that'd be as I said, toxic in every way, and you can't defend it. Yeah, and also everyone already believes that the church is involved with that shit. If you just arrested him for it, and the church make an example. The church is involved with the whole great uh great reset world economic thing. Yeah. So it's and like, how do you break people's how else do you break people's faith in uh like you know people are like, Oh, elected leaders can't do that stuff. Well, how better to break people's faith than to take the very Pope, the most fucking 
sanctimonious type of person that should exist and then say that he's guilty, then anybody could be guilty. Well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> the Pope is just a line of leaders from the emperors of Rome. So as far as the strategic move would be, if you're trying to drain the swamp, well, guess what? Guess where the swamp center point is? At the Vatican, all right? That's the center of the swamp. And it's murky, mucky rivers have made their way across the globe and spread their sludge and slime and use their canal ways as a delivery system for uh, young boys to meet fucking sicko cardinals. They call themselves cardinals. Fuck like that. A, like a bird. Cardinals are a beautiful bird. Why are why are all these pedophiles besmirching my favorite <laughs> bird's name? Fuck that. Fuck that. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled to hear that. I mean Is the Pope you know, arrested? I I don't there's a little evidence to show us that. But I mean if something I'm, happened at the Vatican the other night, and that's all we know for certain. That's what the evidence shows. Something major happened. We got plain fag reports. Hell yeah. Show C 17s crossing. No flights across the Atlantic all night except for one C 17 Rome to Spain to the US. While the um, air. Wasn't that while the air uh, space. No, that was the night before. And then the next day, there was multiple military aircrafts coming from the same flight path. However, the, the entire DC airspace uh, was closed. Mm hmm. So those in conjunction with the Vatican blackout are saying people are trying to say they're connected. In conjunction with the evidence I saw of the the police vans leaving the Vatican the next yes. morning. And what I would like to say here is that I remember the night there was that one report, and it could have been fake, but it was the only site that was reporting that the Pope actually was arrested. Probably fake. But while looking for that to see if that was real, I did see that 12 days previous, 13 days now, I guess. Or 14 days now. Uh, the Pope is under investigation for fraud claims. So, like, they announced that. That was uh, New York Times was putting it out that the Pope was under investigation for fraud claims. So mm. it's very reasonable that those fraud claims could have turned to an arrest. I mean, and then it comes out at the exact same time of that guy who's saying he's he's the one who somehow yeah. uploaded the thing to it, you know, to the servers. And that's coming out of Italy, dude. So it's like Italy is sus right now, dude. Big bingo. Not only that, but uh, I mean, for anybody who's interested to reference back to uh, Q's stuff, I mean, once again, for what it's worth, um, he always referenced that things would be one would be biblical, which is could be a reference to the Pope, and two, Godfather three, which if you remember that film, they take down the Pope. Oh, I don't. I've never seen the Godfather series from sure start to finish. He that's in that movie they take on the Vatican. Yeah, well, the mob, the Vatican, secret societies—they're all part of this same illicit network. And if uh, Trump's group of uh, you know white hats, we might call them, but who knows? They might be gray hats. Maybe they have good and bad intentions. But it's very clear that Trump's group, uh, whatever they call themselves, are in opposition to the main players, right? The Democratic Party, the CIA, the Vatican, the Mafia. Coincidentally enough, those were the same four players who were involved with the JFK assassination, right? 
That's correct. So, I mean, that's insane. Anybody who's anybody who at this point is doubting whether or not Trump represents the drain the swamp ticket, I think you need to get your brain checked because it's very, very clear to even me, who's extremely anti-authoritarian, that this guy, Donald Trump, is not like any other president we've ever had. And uh, that's why I continue to support him, despite the media's attempts to desperately censor anything. I mean, they've gone ahead and called Stop the Steal a violent group of people who are trying to incite violence. I'm sorry, well, if you steal an election... Yeah, that's going to piss a bunch of people off, but that's patriotism. That's not terrorism, so let's get that straight. I don't think any of the listeners need any explanations there. What pisses me off is I was just on <clears throat> Stereo, a podcasting app, where people just randomly host uh, different conversations, and you can just jump right into one randomly and scroll through random podcasts that are going on live, and they're not really podcasts. They're more of just two people talking, and all it is. <laughs> want to do that so bad. All it is are these two, these just groups and groups and groups, endless groups of social justice warrior idiots, spouting all of their mainstream media talking points, as if they're adding to the conversation. And you know, it's I'm, one big echo chamber. Yeah, and I want to go in there and smash things up and and start debating with people, but really what's going to happen is we're just going to get censored and deplatformed, and this is what's happening. Yeah, these people don't want to argue. They don't want to debate because there is no – there's no progress in mind for them. They have no concerns about whether or not, you know, this country is going to get better or worse, you know. I mean, they – they don't care ultimately about arguing because they have the most closed minded attitude about the whole subject. I mean, that right there just shows that we're not dealing with people who are, who are trying to push progress forward. If you're closed minded about anything that goes against the biases that you have or the, 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 the agenda you've proclaimed that my friend is not democratic that's fascist right so we understand that yet they flip it around they turn it around as if trump's the fascist somehow or again the racism thing where integration is more racist yet they turn it around so that the people who have no effect on anything isn't that uh goebbels accuse your enemy of that which you're guilty yeah that's exactly what's going on dude they they Dude, they're they do a crime and they accuse somebody else of it. It's like oh, mind blowing. What did you see that video I sent you, Mikey, of Dinesh D'Souza at Yale talking about fascism and racism? I don't think so, but maybe. Dude, it's just so freaking sick listening to him talk about that at Yale and literally bring up why. Mark said exactly what it is like they take these terms they have no idea what they're talking about the history is twisted when the history is twisted then you have no idea the history of the definition of the term you don't have any concrete examples of it you then believe that Lenin is a good guy like I saw one where uh, somebody said 
that Donald Trump is a wannabe Hitler communist. And I thought that was the most funny that thing that I've seen in a, yeah. in a little while. I was like, what do you have to believe to come to that as your conclusion? That's exactly what he, what he was talking like. That's what World War II was fascist versus the communists. Like, what are you even saying with that? <laughs> with that reference of communist Hitler, dude. A communist Hitler dog. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh, ludicrous to say the least. But that's the nature of a psyop. It works on a psychological level, and people who are um, prone to, you know, not think critically, fall victim to the programming. It's that simple. If you trust in a body uh, or an organization that is giving you a reality tunnel to exist in it's very hard to see outside of that reality tunnel once you've accepted it and that's what a lot of people do when they program themselves with the mainstream media is they go oh yeah that's this is my reality and there's really no more or less to it anybody who makes a claim against my narrative represents my enemy right that's what they try to do and I think for us as, as alternative thinkers and alternative speakers, we need to be able to move around in this space without making it too easy for people to understand our own political ideas, right? We don't want to come off as alt-right. We don't want to come off as liberal of at all. You know, we have to be very wise uh, to just stay neutral as as far as our outward appearance i mean here in the patreon we can say whatever we want but i mean you might not hear this kind of stuff on the free feed because i don't want to just lose all the work we just put into this podcast because we said stop the steal or trump and then got banned you know yeah so it, it is it is weird to have to censor yourself in order to to fight censorship but ultimately, if you say the word Trump, then you're a terrorist. So you're saying this podcast is going out to four people? No, because people can listen to it in the future when we have more Patreons. How is it emergency then? What do you mean? <laughs> Tell us. You're the one who called the emergency. Yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I told you why. This is an emergency. Maybe all right. You know what, Jay? Fine, we'll put it out on. This was a this was a warning. This was a warning. Did you not hear anything I just said about the fake protests? They want to get people to these fake protests this weekend. So where's the where's this next protest supposed to be happening? They said armed protests in all 50 states at all 50 capitals. That one. There was that Uh, I saw, and then there was also. uh, the one on Twitter where they said on the 17th there was going to be one. Yeah, but what if that ends up not being true, Jay, and then we're spreading misinformation that the FBI provided to you? And we are debunking the the misinformation. This was brought up by the FBI. The FBI said, we think these protests are going to happen. The truth be told, though, is that the fog of war is so thick that you can't tell who's making the moves All right, anymore. Fine. You don't, you don't so have... 
yeah. the protest is simply like you don't know if it's the white or gray hats trying to get people out for support. You don't know if it's the black hats trying to get people out to uh, incriminate themselves. You just can't tell what's happening anymore. We just know that it's happening. Yeah. You don't have to put it out in the free feed. I just, I don't, I don't want to be in the position of telling people to do anything. I think that it's okay to warn people of like stuff we hear about, but to tell people don't go or go, I think is the wrong move. I think people are going to ultimately do what they're going to do and we're going to do what we're going to do. I don't want to tell people not to go because what if it ends up being a good thing that all those people showed up? The best thing yeah, you you're right. People, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I think this is a big deal. I wanted to tell you. I think this is an emergency situation. The best thing that you could tell anybody is to stay vigilant, keep your eyes peeled, stay safe. Yeah, for sure. We are actually about to be joined by a fellow podcaster who's also from New England. Uh, it's Ron from New England. Uh, he just got back to me. We were planning on doing a podcast together. And when Jay put this together, I thought, oh, why not get Ron in here? Ron's a cool guy. He agrees with us on a lot of stuff. We'll get his perspective, talk to him a bit. Um, but, you know, uh, Chris and Mikey, you're more than welcome to jump out whenever you want if this does go long. Because once Ron gets here, we'll probably go for a uh, half an hour or an hour. We'll see. But um, uh, I was about to cook dinner, though, Mark, in a little bit that's fine. Jump off whenever you need to. So cool. Yeah. I mean, if we can just add this conversation maybe to the psyop conversation, Oh, here's Ron, you know, clearly what's going on is a psyop. So let's, uh, let's welcome Ron from new England. Ron, how you doing? Welcome to the, my family thinks I'm crazy podcast friend of the show. How are you tonight, Ron? I'm doing good, Mark. How are you? I'm great. I'm here with my co-host Jay and our friends Chris and Mikey. Don't be upset by Chris's uh, profile picture. He he's just trying to support our fearless new leader there. Any thoughts on on uh, on what's going on? Uh, well, it's 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 been a crazy last uh, well, not quite a week. Be a week tomorrow, right? It's been kind of crazy. Of course, you know, guys doing what we do, trying to get all the information we can and then vetting that information at the same time. Uh, it's just been it's just been chaos, you know, and I'm a fan of chaos. So I'm ready to bring it on, whatever happens. <laughs> but uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan from Dangerous World had just texted me over uh, something that shows that uh, Nancy Pelosi just appointed one of her deputies to take over a speaker of the House uh, temporarily, which I find to be pretty interesting. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? And it's legit too. I just scoped it out. Have you guys heard anything about that? No, that's else. What what do you think the implications of that are, Ron? Well, I mean, either Nancy Pelosi's incapacitated or uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, under arrest. You Let's just hope you so. just never know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just that's kind of crazy. <clears throat> yeah, we actually kind of uh started this podcast today as an emergency. Uh, you know, me and you discussed talking tonight, so I'm glad you're able to jump on. But uh Jay saw a, a post from the FBI saying uh there's supposed to be armed riots at every state capitol this weekend, and uh we kind of thought, well, here here goes another false flag, here comes another attempt to stage a psyop. You, you got any Weigh in on that, Ron? Uh, other than uh, 
there was a notice sent out from the New Hampshire State Police. I'm in New Hampshire. And uh, saying that they're ready, you know, re- ready for whatever happens. They've been uh, put on alert, I guess, basically. Uh, I haven't seen anything about our National Guard. Uh, just, uh, just the state police and what they call the uh, Department of Safety, which basically is our motor vehicle. Our motor vehicle police uh, is what the state police do. So, uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, again, you know, it's a pretty fluid thing that's going on right now. I was kind of, kind of surprised that, you know, they've been talking about this blackout thing, internet blackout and a funny thing. I got to work this morning and I went and got into my office to go sign on to my computer and, uh, and our power went out and I'm like, oh my God, is it starting already? <laughs> and, I, and, and then, uh, my wife texts me and I live about a mile from my business and she goes, the fucking oh can we swear i'm sorry please go for it oh so she goes the fucking power's out my wife works from home for a big tech company uh when i say big tech i don't mean the big tech assholes that we're dealing with now she just works for a worldwide computer software firm and i'm like yeah well power's out here too so i head down the street to go to the store power's out there i'm like oh man is it widespread all the traffic lights were out i get around the corner and it's just the utility crews replacing phone poles (laughs) i'm like oh shit so that was kind of ah, oh, psych. You almost turned into Paul Revere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my wife texted. I told her what it was, and she texted me back. She goes, "Oh my god, you you want things to happen?" I'm like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, I want something to happen, but as you know, something good needs to happen. You know, we got to weed these bad bad actors out." And I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that we're dealing with some very very bad actors here. Yeah, and I think you know something that is more and more clear to me now is that they are desperate because otherwise I don't think we would have known as much as we known. I don't think we would have seen all the things we've seen. I think a lot of the things that would have gone under, you know, the cover of darkness and maybe not pre nine 11 times now post internet, I think we're, we're seeing a lot more of this. And obviously the psyop, the deception has moved onto the the internet sphere you know and it's kind of gotten away from the media but yeah it's it's hard to keep up i mean you have this one faction of of people who are q and they they seem like they're very f- faithful and that scares me sometimes because i don't like to believe in things i like to have a little bit of reason um behind my beliefs but yeah, it's just hard to make out, you know, the the truth from the fiction now more than ever. I mean, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. The the disinformation campaigns that are out there right now is just mind boggling, and, and that's why I'm saying, you know, we're overwhelmed with information. So, you know, we're uh, we're listening to, you know, thirty stories an hour, and trying to find time to look into them and see which ones are real and which ones aren't. Uh, and you don't know, you know, some of these people that you follow. You know, are they uh, controlled opposition or not? I mean, we just don't know. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I know certain people that I follow that are uh, very, very reputable. So, you know, but I mean, even uh, at least when they post something, they'll say, hey, listen, there's a chance that this is, you know, this is just what I've seen. Do your research, you know, get out there, look into it yourself and find out what's going on. Uh, and that's basically what's what's going on there. But, uh, you know, the whole Q thing. You know, I was really interested in the Q thing when it first came out. And it's and it's been the Q thing's been running around for a couple of years now, right? And uh but now, you know, then I kind of got off I was on the fence and then I was like, ah no, nah, this Q thing's just another psyop, it's a bunch of horse shit. Uh 
But now you're seeing some things and you're doing your back research. It's like, oh, man, he was right. You know, whoever Q is, which, uh, which, what are they saying? It's that uh, Ezra, Cohen, Watnick, yeah. possibly, possibly is who Q could be uh, amongst other people. And then, then I heard a story today that JFK Jr. might come out of the woodwork. That would be interesting. Uh, I get yeah. nervous about him because the thing about JFK Jr. is he's been around for a while in the vaccine game and some of the the players, the real players that are anti-vaccine have called him out as someone who kind of placates the vaccine company in order to maybe be that guy who's able to sheepdog the people who are anti-vaccine. And that's, that's what makes me nervous because he is, he is um, someone who's, you know, pretty influential and he's been involved with these big players obviously through his family but yeah there is some question on jfk jr in my mind just because of his vaccine stances in the past but yeah yeah, well well mark let me clarify uh, something there for you guys okay you're talking about rfk jr okay Uh, you're talking about robert f kennedy jr who was uh uh robert kennedy's son who was also assassinated uh jfk jr was uh, John Kennedy's son who uh, allegedly died in the plane crash okay, with his yeah. wife en route from New York to uh, to Hyannis to go to a wedding. So, uh, so you know, in this whole Q thing, uh, you see, uh, oh, and I agree, RFK, that that could be a whole, that's a weird thing with the, with the uh, anti-vax thing that he's got going on there. But the whole JFK thing, I mean, that's been a pretty hot topic for like the last six months. And I mean, yeah. it would be amazing it would be amazing if he if it turned out that his and I, and I mean you guys are pretty young, but I remember when that happened. Uh, when, when he disappeared, his plane disappeared. That was huge, you know, especially in New England, the Kennedys. I mean, that's our that's our royal family up here, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, in New England. I mean, really, I mean, that's how everybody yeah. treats the Kennedys. And uh, and and when he, and when his plane disappeared, uh, I mean, they had half the freaking navy out there looking for him. Uh, I do believe they did allegedly recover his plane, but no bodies. You think it was so, possible? Uh, as far as I can remember on that, but but yeah, I just for the listeners, I just wanted to clarify that that JFK and RFK, uh, two hey. different people. They they yeah. were cousins, cousins obviously. But I do have to interject here, throw in a bit of two cents regarding the Q thing. So I've been following that for a long time. Just it's always caught my interest, and I just deep dive on that. Um, from the beginning till now, it's definitely changed. And there's like two spheres of influence within it. There's like the board members who are just like on the Q board and just posting. And then there's like the Twitter verse of Q, which is a lot looser organized and a lot more susceptible to these figureheads that claim to be like arbiters of whatever Q is. But at the end of the day, there's, there's people who like, like, it's like, Hey, we're reading what this guy Q posted. Then there's this other group of people who treat it like it's almost like some kind of religion. And they're, they're not really following Q. They're following people like Praying Medic or like uh, that guy Mike. I can't remember what his Twitter handle was. And a lot of those people post unverified information. And it, it's always been really strange. But regarding JFK Jr., that was a huge thing since the beginning. They were like, Q might be JFK Jr. Because if you remember, uh, I believe when he died, he was... Uh, competing against Hillary Clinton was he not for Senate and Hillary he Clinton was yeah yeah was he was going to be yeah he was going to be Hillary Clinton's uh, 
opposition uh, for that New York Senate seat where yeah. Hillary, yeah, where Hillary uh, decided she wasn't going to be from Arkansas anymore and and wanted to be from New York, you know. And obviously, we all know that was a fucking scam that she could move up to New yeah. York and then and then get elected. I mean, come exactly. on, exactly. Any idiot can see that. So just to put the nail in the coffin there, a lot of people speculated about JFK Jr. being Q and coming back for a long time, even maybe being the vice president. Well, one point in solid time, and I witnessed this in real time, not even documented after the fact, Q did a Q&A randomly where he only answered like a handful of questions. And one of them is, is JFK Jr. alive? And he just said no. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So if you yeah. follow Q, you would have to say, no, I don't believe JFK Jr. is alive. But if you follow like the Q people on Twitter, then for some reason, they still think he is. Yeah, I got to well, I got I to apologize for my mistake there. Thank you for clarifying that up, Ron. You're right. Yeah, JFK. no problem. I, I, I wonder if he did fake his death, though, because that I mean, being in that opposition to Clinton, I mean, could he be another one of the Clinton's body count or was it truly a, a fake your death scenario for this kind of because these people, I mean, they do think in terms of 50 to 100 years, they don't just, you know, make small time plans. So maybe JFK saw the, the writing on the wall, faked his death in order to kind of come back, come back. I mean, that's crazy. That's a crazy theory, but I'll propose. Well, it. that that is that is one of the one of the theories, Mark, yeah. that uh, that when he come up against Hillary, uh, and of course, I mean, Hillary already had quite a body count at that point. Right. And uh, and I mean, it wouldn't be against Hillary. She wouldn't care if he was a Kennedy or not. You know, that, that, I mean, she's just plain old evil. I don't think there's any question about that. And uh, but but I mean, if it was an op where he was going to fake his death and then, you know, lay 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 low and then come back and strike when 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 she was when he was able to. I mean, that would be that's a long term op. Uh, and I mean, and you're right. They're in the long game. I mean, that's that's just like how the Chinese do things. They don't they don't do things. Uh, you know, let's uh, let's make this happen. You know, in a couple of weeks. No, they're thinking a hundred, hundred and fifty years out uh, to to, to uh, enact their plan, which I think is definitely what they're doing now. I mean, now you know, Trump is their opposition, and Trump's the opposition to the Great Reset. Right? America stands in the way, yeah. and that's why all this shit is happening, and all this stuff is happening really fast now. Uh, and in this uh, January sixth thing. You know, come on. Most of those people were Antifa that were broken. Yeah, there was a lot of Trump supporters there. Now the the left and all the left uh, mainstream media saying all of these riots, insurrectionists and this and that. Where the fuck were you when BLM and Antifa was burning down half the United States? Amen. And then then you got CNN reporting. This dude's reporting. There's an actual building on fire behind him. These mostly peaceful protests. I mean. I mean, do you really think the public is that stupid? I mean, I mean, I, th- obviously, I think they do. Obviously, they oh, they do. Yeah, they do. I mean, I mean, I don't. You know, I'm not stupid. I mean, I, I can see. You know, if there's a building being burnt down, and uh, people smashing police cars and, and beating up on people, that's not really peaceful. I mean, it's not even. And, and, and what, what they call partially peaceful. What I remind my friends often what that the point you just made there is like, do, do they think we're this stupid? It's like, to me, what I experience when I see that, because I've always known this, the media thought we were stupid. I mean, from 9-11 to the Iraq war to freaking missing flight 1-800 or whatever in Malaysia. You know, I've always I've always been suspicious. But what I tell my friends is, listen that's the minority they control the media but there's only 10 percent, 15 percent of the country who actually would 
go out of their homes and yeah. back the media's you know agenda up like the majority of americans are getting sick and tired of this we support trump we're working you know to to feed our families and keep a roof over our heads so half of us can't even really afford to to spend a lot of time learning you know the the alternative side of what's going on so a lot of people who are just kind of taking the media as default because it's always been there for them you know, even they are feeling like, hey, this is not, you know, what I thought it was. So, so even though things do seem crazier than ever, I think the media is only doing that because they're so desperate and they know that they have, you know, they're losing the country. They really are losing the country. Yeah, you know, uh, they, uh, they're very good at selling it. This, they're very good at selling their story. The mainstream media is, and, and, you know, you brought up 9-11. I mean, I mean, look at how they sold the Iraq war. I, I mean, Colin Powell, they had all these people, oh, yeah, they're buying yellow cake, they're, they're you know, uh, they have aluminum tubes, they're doing this, and they're taking all these little tidbits, putting it together to how somehow Saddam Hussein miraculously is going to make a doomsday weapon, which it wasn't the case. I mean, there wasn't even any Iraqis involved in the 9-11, and that's beside if you don't believe that it was a false flag and it was done an inside job by the United States government. But, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, it's just that's another whole story. I mean, we could spend the next 10 years investigating that and still not have the answers. But I mean, they're very good at selling their narrative. Uh, But, you know, uh, one of the things, too, that I wanted to bring up is, you know, they keep saying, you know, oh, Trump and his 74 or 75 million supporters. You know, I think that's a really low number, because if we go with the story of how when they extracted these servers out of Germany, and they're on there, and they're saying that Trump got 410 electoral votes. I mean, you're talking, you're talking. Trump's got a hundred million supporters. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, well, and I th- and I think that's why the the left now in Washington is fucking running scared because if <laughs> if a million people mo- uh, unarmed, let's just say they were unarmed. I'm I'm sure some of them were armed, but say a million people can come into Washington D.C. and take over the Capitol building. How do they think they would do against, say, 50 million armed civilians? And I mean, and Trump has at least 50 million people that would go to bat for him. And I mean, we already have established there's more firearms in this country than there are people, right? So, you know, these there's some dudes that are pretty heavily armed, uh, not to mention uh, what portion of the military would be on Trump's side. You know, and, and the left is and left is selling this as, as Trump is, is this is a, a coup attempt by Trump. When in actuality, it's a coup attempt by the left, by the Democrats. It's just like how Antifa says we're anti-fascists, and they're the ones acting like fascists. I mean, come on. You know, at least 80 million of us know this is all horseshit. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's And that's what it's important to be reminded of, is that we are the majority there is a censorship campaign going on. I mean, look at what Facebook and Instagram just put out. They're censoring any content that has the words stop the steal in it. I mean, stop the steal. Are you kidding me? How is that inciting violence that the people of this country want to make sure that their election is fair and that's a danger to the average citizen? I mean, it's ludicrous. And it's, it's, it's a clear representation of what is truly going on a techno fascist group of people funded by the elite are trying to work in this great reset 
where we're all cashless and dependent on the state. I mean, they've been doing it with their social programs to, you know, poor communities for the past hundred years, you know, since the Great Depression. And it, right. It's all- right. And, and, and these poor communities, I mean, who are they voting for, Mark? Yeah. You know, the, the poor people, I mean, it's just, a, it's, 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 a, it's a stat, it's, it's legit. The poorer Americans, and I mean, you know, sometimes they're in their position by their own fault, and sometimes they're not. You know, it's just sometimes it's the luck of the draw. But, but these people uh, typically vote for Democrats, and they continue to vote for Democrats. And that's why people like Maxine Waters, uh, Pelosi, Feinstein, all these, all, these, uh, all these people, they keep getting reelected. And I don't understand how the fuck these people keep getting reelected. Every, I mean, they've been in politics too long. We need some type of term limit to get rid of them. And hopefully, uh, if 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 Trump did sign the Insurrection Act, which is, you know, what what we're being told from multiple sources, you know, he's a, he's going to be able to bring them all down. And and I really hope that this Pelosi taking putting somebody else up as Speaker of the House. I mean, that's that's crazy. I don't know if that's even ever been done, has it? I mean, I mean I've never heard of that. considering the posts, just the posts alone I've seen in the past day or two of some of the documents that are coming out from that uh, laptop they recovered from her office, I mean, she clearly, clearly, clearly states in her message to that uh, mayor or governor of, of what, what Washington or Seattle, you know, the media will support you. Call the protesters peaceful. This is considering this is when the Black Lives Matter was going on. She was like, don't worry, blame it on Trump. The media will support this. I mean, she says that in a government memo to this governor or mayor. Yeah, that, I read that. Too. Yeah, Trump, I read that. You know, yeah. and it will work out for you. You'll be a hero and Trump will be the bad guy. We have to do this. And they are saying it's political gold to to say that to yeah to- saw that too. Hey, you know, Mark, it's been their plan to get rid of Trump from from before he was even elected. Because once they, you know, once they uh, discovered that he was going to get elected, uh, they just I, I mean, look at the shit we've been through the last four years. Yeah. You know? I think you can pinpoint the exact moment, too. I watched that interview with Steve Bannon in which you could see that they put up Trump thinking that he'd be an easy fall guy to run against. But the moment he stole the uh, the populist kind of support from the Tea Party and took on the Tea Party's – like some of their values and rang and resonated with those crowds, they put him as public enemy number one immediately oh, yeah. the next day. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you saw yeah. the fake news campaign where Trump – called out the fact that the media was not covering him honestly which no president has ever done and i think that was a wake-up call to a lot of fools like me like i used to be because i was supporting bernie sanders thinking he was some kind of hero and he's a fraud just like the rest of them so that you know took someone like me who's very paranoid and suspicious of most politicians and said oh here's a guy who actually isn't getting his ass kissed by the media like all the rest of them so you know trump's good in my books i don't think we have to spend any more time on that but what do you think uh ron about trump on the six because i heard some information that he actually gave one speech early in the morning and then left so the message that they played where he said go home peacefully and they they reused this message to slander him saying oh look he invited all these people and now he's telling you all to go home what do you think that was pre-recorded from a previous time and used to kind of stir this 
um, dissent up and, and divide people further? What do you think of, uh, about the actual events of January 6th concerning Trump? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, he was telling people to come to D.C., you know, I mean, his supporters, I mean, which they all did. Obviously, there was a lot of people in D.C. I mean, even though the mayor of D.C. tried to make it as difficult as possible, it didn't deter anybody from going, right? So uh, he did say he was going to march with people. I don't remember seeing him march. But to me, the speech that I saw, you know, at the end of the day when he's like, uh, okay, we, we, we want peace. We want peace. Uh, we love you. You're very special. It's time to go home. We want peace. Uh, I'm not sure if that was pre-recorded or not. Uh, I, I mean, it could have been because he had to know shit was going to hit the fan. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody was expecting people to. Uh, well, my know, theory was. My theory was that they took that out of context from maybe the summer when he was telling people to go home from the violent protests. Played that because. You know, it was strange that he plays this message from what looked like the Oval Office. Meanwhile, we knew he was flying to Texas and then California. I mean, unless they well, have that's an interesting point too. Studio, unless they have a studio everywhere he goes, or maybe on the plane that looks like that backdrop for any kind of emergency message he might need to get. I mean, that's plausible. That's very plausible. But I think that. It, it was fishy. And I think that Pence has shown himself. I mean, people are calling him a traitor. Some people say he received some kind of mysterious coin as like, as if saw he, that it was a watch that he was uh, officially uh, that side of the story eventually developed to, he was granted 33rd degree Mason for what he did, but who knows who knows, uh, but uh, yeah. if you look at it, it's a pocket watch that he was given. They're saying it's a Mason watch. Yeah. I don't know. Pocket watches are Freemasonic. I mean, that is a Freemasonic symbol. I'll, I'll verify that through my yeah. own research. You, you know, you know what, Mark? Uh, just thinking back, because I haven't seen that video. I didn't watch that video again. Him when he was saying, you know, go home. You're special. We love you. Uh, from what I remember, wasn't that speech outside? And he was wearing a winter coat. I don't know. I only heard. We would of- have to if one of the guys. I don't have the ability to do it right now. If Jay or uh, and I'm sorry, who you rather? Who's uh, oh, my name's Mike. Oh, Mike. Okay, sorry, because I can't. My eyesight's bad. I can't see shit on my phone. But uh, if one of you guys has access to a computer, if you could look that up, uh, because it was almost I try like and find it right now. Yeah, uh, because if he's outside and he's wearing a winter coat, uh, that would mean it wouldn't have been recorded or pre-recorded uh, in the summertime. Yeah, when he no, there be was wearing a there coat. was a, a morning speech he gave, which I'm sure was outside. But I think from what I heard, and I could be absolutely wrong, and it's a good point to bring up, Ron, because I could be wrong. But I I do remember someone telling me that the second message was from an office from indoors. Okay. Yeah, which you know doesn't necessarily point to summer on itself either. But I think that. It would make sense that they would take this pre-recorded clip of of him saying that from a previous uh, event to kind of throw it in people's faces. Because look at all these people showing up to support Donald, and then he tells them all to go home. I mean, that just it just seemed like a that little... was funky. Yeah, that was funky. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that was funky. No, it's all right. uh, because because I remember uh, on Instagram when I had saw that. 
I remember, and I forget who posted it. Uh, could be Garbaggio, that dude who's a really good poster. I can remember saying, peace? This ain't no time for peace, man. This is time to ramp shit up. You know, I mean, we're there. Let's just keep this thing going. You know, because like I said, I am kind of a fan of chaos. And, and you know, we've been led down, like I had told the, uh, you know, my buddies at uh, Dangerous World and my you know, and my friends over at Legit Bat. I, I'm like, uh, you know, we've been led down a path of roses only to end up in poison ivy too many times. And like, and I'm like a lot of other people that have been following this. Obviously, that's what we do, right? I was like, okay, something really needs to happen. I mean, I actually didn't schedule anything for me to do that day so I could be glued to my computer all day, uh, corresponding back and forth with, with, my, with my group of people. You know, I have friends that send me info. Uh, my buddy Steve in Florida sends me info. Uh, Ryan, of course, Joe, all those guys are sending me info all the time. And it's like, you're trying to take all this information in, trying to pay attention to what's going on. I'm like, all right, enough, enough pussy fucking around. Let's get something done. <laughs> and let, let's get it done. Quit, you know, get out there and grab them Dems by the pussy, right? Let's just get this shit done. And uh, let's, let's let them know that, you know, it's time for them to be scared. Yeah, just an update here real quick. I did find that video, but every version of the video on the surface net has the intro where he talks about the election fraud cutoff. Uh, it's him outside the back of the Oval Office, if you know the little garden out there. Yep. And he's in a suit, not a coat. But I can okay. Okay. put that up if you want. Either that or we could just skip that part. No, yeah, yeah. if you want to screen share it, I'll make uh, – you can screen share right now. Um, but, yeah, that's that's great. I mean – Hey, you know, just one other thing I wanted to say. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, look, he is wearing a suit, ain't he? Doesn't look like winter to me, but hey, we no, don't... no. You know what? That bush looks pretty green out behind him. <laughs> could be uh I mean, it's cold even in Virginia and DC. It's cold right now. Yeah, it could be an evergreen though. <laughs> yeah, but even for an evergreen, it's pretty green. True. True. Hey, listen. Just one point I wanted to make about Bernie Sanders. You know. Uh, the first time Trump run, I was a, I was a Bernie Sanders fan too, and uh, and the thing with that is, you know, Bernie Sanders from Vermont, Vermont's our neighbor. I mean, my sisters, my sisters grew up in Vermont. I spent a lot of time in Vermont, but uh, but if you like, you say he is he is a fraud uh, because you know I really I really listened to him. Uh, he had a good message. I really liked the interviews he did with Killer Mike. Uh, those were very informative. And I'm like, you know, this guy's really going to do something for people. You know, he's, he's going to stop people getting taxed to death. He's going to do this. He's going to help out people. And then I started seeing the the truth of it. And then he goes, I'm a social Democrat. And da, 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 da. You know, as soon as he dropped out of that race, you should see the house he bought up on Lake Champlain. So uh, if, if you, uh, all right, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, you're in Connecticut, right, Mark? I've been up to Lake Champlain, if that's what you're going to ask. Okay, I, so Lake, Lake Champlain, that's big dollars up there. Oh, yeah. It's all French yeah. people from, like, uh, Montreal and whatnot. Mixed oh, yeah. yeah. And, and other rich people from New York, rich yep. people from New York. And, uh, you know, people from New Hampshire really don't live over there because we have Lake Winnipesaukee. That's where all the rich bastards live up here. But... Uh, <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so this place he bought on Champlain, I mean, I don't know what it cost, but it had to be a few million dollars. Of course, a couple million dollars don't buy you much on Lake Champlain, but I mean, okay, you're telling us you're a socialist, 
and you're doing this. I mean, you're living high off the hog in this huge <laughs> mansion. And it's not, I guess it's not the only place he owns either, you know? Yeah. But well, you, just like you say, big fraud. They're all a bunch of fucking fraudsters. But when you consider like leading up to that, uh, how much money was coming into elections at that time, like through GoFundMes, all this internet fundraising stuff mixed with the whole law that they made where the corporations can now, you know, pretend to be a person and have money put in because they're a person, they have a vote, you know, so now all these candidates are getting greased even more than they ever did. I mean, it's a perfect time for a shamster like Bernie to come in, talk a big talk, and then go home with all the money he earned. I mean, that's that's what the Democratic Party wants. They want shamsters who are just going to trick people so they can keep cycling in and dividing people more and more. And Trump threw a monkey wrench in that machine. You know, I think that's exactly what happened with the Hillary upset. I mean, they... They weaseled her in past Bernie. That was an eye opener for a lot of people. And then we've had four years of this. And I'm thankful for it because before this, I wasn't listening to conspiracy podcasts. I know um, Tinfoil Hat, which is the podcast I work for, you know, it, it only was started because of how crazy the 2016 election was. So, you know, and now we have such craziness going on uh with this election i mean i think what we're seeing is an advancement of the critical thinking the comprehension skills that people previously may not have had because we've been dumbed down and people are trying to dumb dumb us down in the education system well now the internet's giving us another outlet for education and i'm seeing people growing people learning people changing their mindsets and uh it's a deep field of stuff i mean ron what are your thoughts on the podcast world's explosion well let well all right so uh i'm an older guy i'm 57 years old right uh but i've always been a seeker of knowledge and uh and um i started out you know as a kid being really interested in aliens and ufos uh Bigfoot was a big one for me. I mean, I know Loch Ness Monster, all that shit. You know, cryptozoology. I was always into that kind of stuff. Uh, And then I got into uh, reading a lot of books. Of course, when I was a kid in high school, uh, reading George Orwell was was required reading. You had to read it. So we read 1984. We read Animal Farm. Uh, You know, obviously had massive, massive discussions about it in school. Uh, it, it was always funny because my English teacher, who actually had been one of my babysitters when I was a kid, was like, oh, my God, you really get it. You really understand it. I go, yeah, this is this is communist. This is uh, talking about communism. Uh, so that so so then I started getting more interested in, uh, you know, uh, the Nazis and things like that and the Holocaust. And, and we actually had two weeks in social studies, social studies straight where all we did was study the Holocaust. They don't teach kids that shit anymore. <laughs> they don't teach them anything. They don't want to read anything. They don't. I mean, I got a 10 year old niece that lives with me and my wife. And, and I'm trying to figure out what it is they're trying to teach these kids, because, you know, if I wasn't teaching her her math and stuff, I don't really know if she'd be learning, you know. But I mean, this this election, this election cycle, of course, I was always interested in the Clinton body count. But uh, this election cycle really made me dive into the politics portion of the conspiracy theories uh, hard. Uh, 
And I mean, and that's how I broke into the podcasting thing was uh, something as simple as uh, commenting on uh, some dangerous world posts and Ryan, uh, Ryan Dean, and of course, Ryan and Brandon Peacock, you know, they're cousins. That's their show. He, uh, he messaged me on Instagram. He says, you know, we had a little chat. He goes, Hey man, you want to come on the show? You sound like you're pretty knowledgeable. And then that's what broke me into it. And now I've been on that show 10 times. I've been on legit bad a few times. I'm now coming on with you, which is, which I really appreciate. You know, I like the exposure, but, but now I'm starting my own podcast and I might even actually be starting two podcasts. So the podcasting, the podcasting thing is just exploded. Uh, uh, my one podcast that I've already started that we're starting to work on putting the shows together is going to be called The Wicked Planet. Uh, Wicked, of course, is a play on me being from New England, uh, you know, because we all say that, you know, that that's an adjective up here, the word wicked. Uh, and I got another one I'm thinking I'm going to start. I think it's going to be called Unrestricted with Ron from New England, which is going to be nothing. Nothing's going to be off the table. It's going to be no holes barred. Anything goes multiple different types of subjects, you know, explicit, whatever. Uh, so that's my plan. I need to get going, but you know, I, I'm excited about it, but just to, I mean, I started out listening, uh, actually, uh, found tinfoil hat by accident. Uh, I, I, I'm a big THC, uh, big THC fan, Greg Carwood. Oh yeah. Uh, you're high, higher side, higher side. I am a plus member. Yes. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Me. So, uh, so, and, and if we got time, I want to tell a really funny story how yeah, I got time. turned on to that. It's only going to take a couple of seconds to tell the story. So, uh, you know, I have an automotive shop. That's what I do for a living. And I have an auto body shop. Well, one day uh, this girl called me. She said she was recommended by a friend to come up and she had a Mercedes Benz that somebody had run into or backed into it or whatever. And I said, yeah, no problem. Come on up. So she takes a ride up to my shop and really really pretty girl and and uh and she uh had this other chick with her that uh well come to find out they were a couple they were partners that you know they were gay and i'm like ah, that's totally cool because she's like oh is that cool i said yeah that, of course that's cool i said i have no problem with that and then uh so i'm looking at her car we're talking and i noticed one of the chicks had a i believe shirt uh from uh oh uh, what is the what is the show the x-files and I'm like, oh, are you into that kind of stuff? They go, oh, yeah, then we got to talk. And then they said, have you ever heard of the higher side chats? I'm like, no, I've never heard of that. So they turned me on to that. And uh, and that's when it all started. I was probably listening to a sh uh, higher side chat show. They might have been on, uh, might have been a swap cast with uh, tinfoil, tinfoil hat. Uh, and then it just freaking ballooned from there. I mean, yeah. I started listening to them. I started listening to Sam Tripoli. I started then. I started listening to Tony Merkel over at the Confessionals, who That's does a great, great job. Uh, yeah. And the other one, uh, the other one I listened to a lot was, uh, or I still do, is Sasquatch Chronicles. That's a great one too. Yeah, absolutely love that show. And uh, and I'm actually getting hooked up. I got the New Hampshire Sasquatch guy uh, is going to be coming on my show. Uh, we're going to be doing something because he's heavy because we have a lot of Sasquatch activity in New England. Anyway, so I'm going to get him on a show. So yeah, so. Not only is it exploding everywhere, but it's exploding just for me uh, to get my stuff out there. And uh, I'm, I'm really psyched for it, you know, and I'd like to turn it into a full time thing if I could ever figure out a way to make money with it, which I mean, obviously, I think you can. But yeah, uh, but right. yeah no, it's, you get so much information 
Uh, of course, listening to uh, Tinfoil Hat is freaking hilarious anyways. You know, I, I mean, those guys, they're giving you knowledge, but they're giving you comedy at the same time, which I kind of like. Do you mind if I uh, throw in something to add to something that you were saying earlier, Mark? Yeah, please. Should tie it tie everything right neatly back to where we started and that was you were saying how uh how the the internet has exposed more critical thinking and the ability to like push on this thought process which defeats uh in essence the uh what we call them the psyops like it's just impervious to these psyops to some extent more than the average person and uh basically from the last four years what i watched uh starting from 4chan to 8chan and others so you used to have all these bubbles of different conspiracies, like you'd have, for example, UFOs over here, you know, um, like 9-11 over there. And all of the bubbles had a lot of good critical thought going on, but they were all generally separated. And then something happened, and it was called Gamergate. And I don't remember all of the 100% of the details with that, but what I do remember that was important about that was that was the beginning of those bubbles starting to merge. And once they started to merge, then Pizzagate emerged right after that, and that sealed the deal. All those bubbles became one, and these critical thinkers started thinking together rather than separately. And all of a sudden, what something like 9-11, where you'd look at that and maybe weeks, months, years after that, you start to say, hey, you know, something's pretty sketchy, you know, like you don't know what, but over that amount of time, you start to get the information. Used to take that long, and then slowly it would take, you know, instead of weeks, days. And then instead of days, hours, and now we're at the point where something happens and it's immediately criticized by millions of people and scrutinized with every possible scenario of what that could possibly mean. And then those questions are immediately scrutinized for what could be the possible answer. And all of a sudden you have this sharp tool that's never existed before that can actually in real time provide what's generally seemingly factual and what's just straight up BS. And it's pretty neat because... I've seen shills on the boards, people who are just trying to sow misinformation, break down. And uh, the exact phrase that I seen said was, why is it that we can take down foreign governments, but we can't sway you guys? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, you said a lot there, Mike. I mean, I agree with you um, on that. I think the Internet has definitely given us as people in the truth movement whether that truth is concerning conspiracies or paranormal or whatever any type of truth seeking we definitely have become united but there's also a lot of crap out there you know there's a lot of uh it's true it always balances itself out because but because there is you know eyes on the platform you know when the internet started getting traction and the the controllers so to speak realized what was happening they had to kind of get their agents on here too yeah but, but to some extent i think it's God gotten away stuff. from them and not yeah. in the in the grand scheme but to some extent it's gotten away from them they didn't anticipate this and it's given us an opportunity and that's what we're seeing nowadays yeah 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 i like i like how that you can uh you know you can get like you say we do get overwhelmed with information but but it's it's really cool how fast you can I mean I have computer with multiple screens so I can have all kinds of shit open and then be trying to figure something out you know and like you say we're trying to vet all this stuff in real time as soon as it happens not you know oh we got to wait for another news program to see get some tidbits there or we got to go to the library or we got to go to the bookstore I mean now it's just it's instant uh which is which is awesome awesome yeah. setup 
Yeah, I, I wish we had the internet like 20 years ago. I mean, I mean, we probably did. I mean, I've been on the internet a long time, but it's nothing now. The information out there now is just, it's, it's unbelievable how much information is out there. It really makes them work to sew these psyops that, that they actually have to cover their details now. You could see for a short amount of time over the last couple of years, notably in like the last year or so, um, year and a half, that they've gotten, they got real sloppy with it for a little while as if they weren't expecting to get so much criticism, so much scrutiny, and then uh, to some extent started to tighten up their game. Not not greatly, but at least tighten up their presence in the uh, in the media and in the thought control realm. Yeah, like they're all sitting back and saying, oh, my God, these people are really smart. I, I guess how, how are we going to do this? We can't, you know, we can't hide this because somebody's going to dig and they're going to find out the real answer. I mean, that's what's happened. Like you say, it was a bunch of us critical thinkers now that are like, yeah, I don't really go with that narrative. So let's look into that. You know, and I don't think, I mean, now I think they probably learned their lesson. They probably do expect that. But I mean, you know, take, you know, four years ago, they probably had no clue. You know, I think, I think all this stuff has just exploded since Trump's been president because, you know, he's done a lot of exposing, you know, and hopefully in the next week, we're going to see a lot more exposure as to what's going on. I mean, I'm up half the night my phone's going off. You know, I got friends all over the country. You know, they don't understand in New England. It's freaking two in the morning. But <laughs> but anyways, I just tell them, you know, keep sending me that information. And, you know, I'll wake up at two, three o'clock in the morning. I'll be on my phone for 20 minutes, half hour, and I'll fall back asleep. But, I mean, it's just the information doesn't stop. And it's, and it's awesome that we can look into this stuff and keep up on what's going on. It's like they can't pull the wool over our eyes quite as easy as they used to be able to. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, bringing back the, the point about podcasting is like, now you have all these great options to hear voices, opinions, perspectives that you wouldn't have heard before. I mean, you mentioned some really great shows there. The Higher Side Chats is an amazing show. I recommend anybody listening to this, go ahead and mm-hmm. listen to that. I uh, I try to get these three Ron to listen to podcasts, but they're they're just on podcasts. They haven't. They oh, haven't really? Listened. Yeah, it's funny, oh. right? <laughs> I'm That's crazy. <laughs> the okay. newest ones I really like is the X twenty two report. Uh, he's I really like good. Him. Yeah, and, uh, cool. Isaac. Isaac. What is his last name? West Font. Isaac Wise Up. Wise Up. He's great. Love that guy's show. Yeah, and uh, he was just on Higher Side. I just listened uh, to that last night. What do yeah, you think great, about it? Yeah, great, all? great episode. Great episode. I, I gotta say, as a fan of Carwood, I I gotta commend him for that episode because I've never heard him like talk as much, at least lately. I mean, he really stuck it to Isaac uh, on some things, and and he was talking a lot more than he normally does. You know, normally he's just an interviewer. Yeah, well, Greg usually just will be like. Uh, he he lets his uh, he lets his uh, guest just run with the show, right? Which is which is his format. It works. Yeah. But but yeah. So uh, because Greg would always say, "Yeah, man, that's cool," or uh, <laughs> "Yeah, that's something to think about," or whatever, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so the funny thing is, I listened to Higher Side Chats for quite a few years, and and then I started feeling guilty, and I'm like, you know what? Because yeah, I always wondered what is in the second hour. Oh, I want to know man. what's it because because I have a feeling that the first hour is just the tease. Like the first <laughs> hour, the first hour is the chick just you know unbuttoning her shirt and and maybe <laughs> and maybe taking her, taking her shorts off. But you know, in the second hour, we're gonna get the whole deal because you know if that's uh, seven bucks a month, that's fucking worth it. 
Yeah. So, you know, and I'm like, you know what, I, I, you know, and then I was listening to some of him. He was and uh, and Greg does a show where he, he, he reads all the emails of people that bash him. Uh, what is it? Is it during his joint sessions? He calls it. Yep. And uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking become a plus member. So I did. And it's awesome. I, I love I love the two hour show. You ever you ever talk yeah. to him on the joint session? Uh, no, you know what? Uh, I, I'm going to try to do that once in a while, you know, because if I approach people, you know, uh, you know, and they don't know who I am, they're probably just going to blow me off or whatever. No, listen, um, you got to send them a voicemail. He, he used to do it like a live chat and people could jump in and, and raise their hand and talk. I was on that a couple times. If you go back to last year, like the October and August episode, but, uh, on the most recent joint sessions, I uh, left him a voicemail because what he does is he has the plus member website voicemail. So you can leave a voicemail and he'll play the voicemail and respond. So that's, that's a cool way to do it. I think he'd appreciate a message. Yeah, I will do that. Hey, check out my baby just joined me. (laughs) Hello. What's their name? That's Willow. Hey, Willow. That's Willow. That's my, that's my vicious pit bull Willow. Beautiful. Daddy's girl. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I love her. The Dangerous uh, World podcast guys are really great too. They just um, they just sent us some T-shirts after oh, yeah. we did a swap cast with them, and uh, we had them on the Idiocalypse podcast. I mean, what are your thoughts on uh, Brandon? He's pretty uh, he's pretty you know juxtaposed to a lot of us with his you know atheist standpoint. Are you? Uh, are you an atheist? Are you a spiritual guy? What's your thoughts? Oh, on no, that? I'm a spiritual guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I studied Buddhism for years. Uh, my mother actually turned me on to it because I had kind of a pretty shitty upbringing. Uh, well, I, I don't mean to say that. Uh, my father was just a real hard ass. Uh, and then someday, someday, if we talk a little bit more, I can, you know, go into that a little bit deeper. But but my mother would always say, hey, listen, you know, I know you're, you're having these weird feelings. He said, just she said, just read this book and read that book and and and, and get into the philosophy of it. And uh, and it'll help you with your uh, being pissed off all the time. Uh, so, uh, you know, or being really mad at your dad. So so I did that and I got into it and uh, and I learned a lot. And I mean, it really did help me, believe it or not. Uh You know, I mean, I mean, I've studied a lot of different religions. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm a religious person at all but i'm certainly not an atheist and, and i don't even i wouldn't even say that i was an agnostic I, you know i'm you know i i believe you know i believe in in certain things but uh i really like the buddhist way of looking at things where you know if you can't fix it you can't fix it don't get upset about it you know yeah um but brandon i really like brandon uh brandon's a good guy and and why i think it sure. works really good on dangerous world is that uh ryan will come off with something and then Brandon will will uh, you know give his his version of it, or uh, you know I mean I mean uh, Ryan uh, is definitely leads to being a conservative. Brandon Brandon is uh, is uh, from the left, you know. Uh, but I mean for that show, that's a good mix that works good. Like when I go on the show, you know Brandon will bring out his 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 thoughts on it, and he'll call you out, uh, and he'll call Ryan out, and vice versa or whatever. So I think. I think on that show, because they have both sides of the viewpoint, it makes it, it makes it really interesting. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, but Brandon, uh, Brandon's a good guy. Yeah. I like both those guys over there. 
Definitely. Yeah, so, no, I, I agree. We've uh, we've done some cool stuff with them. We plan on doing more with them in the future. And I got to ask you, Ron, this is our uh, Patreon, but we'd love to have you on the main show uh, with uh, Jameson and I. Maybe Mikey will join us. But typically, this is like a kind of round table, whatever's on our mind kind of thing for the Patreon subscribers. We have uh four humble patreon subscribers that we're we're trying to grow that audience so but yeah we we might release some of this for the the free feed but i'd love to have you back on in the future um oh yeah anytime anytime be really interested in that as well you seem to know a lot of stuff and i'd like to hear more yeah mikey mikey's our q guy i mean not that he's like uh, i'm not like a q believer like nerd like that yeah i just i just study it because it's i gotta say you know when it comes down you vet it you vet it yeah when it comes down to it mikey is my eyes on the ground when it comes to that stuff i trust him on all of that and i'm always bouncing back uh and forth with him on that kind of stuff i used to be like i said before very skeptical about it all but yeah man we gotta have you back on for more jameson is uh is eating dinner still unfortunately i was gonna see if we could stretch this out till he got back but uh he's got a yeah, big when, when, on his plate. <laughs> when you messaged me i was just finishing up dinner oh, uh, that's why i'm saying oh i need it. a couple of minutes i had to clean up my mess no <laughs> i hey i appreciate it man. One more time, tell us who you are, and thank you for being here, Ron. Yeah, hi everybody. It's uh, it's Ron from New England, uh, and I can be. You can find me on Instagram at Ron from New England. Come on over, give me a follow. I got some pretty good content. Got our podcast getting ready to come out, and we'll let everybody know when that's ready. And I just want to thank you, Mark, for having me on. I, uh, you know, it's my first time on with you guys. I mean, we've done our little car drives a few times this last weekend. Or you and me cruising around in your car, which is fucking hilarious. But uh, but anyways, yeah. So thanks for having me come on. Look forward to coming on again, do another show. Yeah, and Mike, you want to plug your band? Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a band. Go check it out. It's Garden. It's called, and uh, you can check it out at gvrden.com if you like alt rock music. Uh, new stuff coming soon. Chris, uh, I'm not sure Chris has anything to plug, but Chris is awesome. He's always here with us talking in the Discord. And uh, Jameson P is also in a band, but he's not here. So you'll have to wait till he's back to hear from him. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now on your Patreon, is this a video? I mean, do, do you see the video? Yeah, you'll be on there. Yeah, I wish I'd have known. I could have done myself up a little better. Oh, you're, They're going to say, who's that fine. old fucking guy? You look but, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I'd love to come on the show. Yeah, definitely love to come on the show again. Awesome, Ron. Well, hey, I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you for listening, folks, and have a great night.
crazy. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. I Don't listen to him. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Follow us on Patreon.com slash NFTIC. That's Patreon.com slash NFTIC. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.